Hello there. Rancho Obi-Wan, the Guinness World Records certified largest Star Wars memorabilia collection. Located in Petaluma, California, featuring the collection of super collector, author, and Star Wars fan ambassador Steve Sansweet. The most powerful Jedi ever. Visit RanchoObiWan.org and subscribe to the Rancho Obi-Wan Virtual Museum. A fun, authentic fan experience. Featuring rare photos, videos, Steve Sansweet Q&As, virtual tours of the museum, exclusive behind-the- seen stories and information and so much more plus your subscription helps ensure the future of the museum it's the rancho obi-wan virtual museum subscribe now at ranchoobiwan.org get tons of cool perks information and history of star wars collecting from the man who knows it best steve sansui while contributing to the preservation of the world's largest star wars memorabilia collection ranchoobiwan.org <laughs> One, two, three, four. Hello, fellow geeks. This is Alex from the Scarif Podcast. If you're chomping at the bit for more quality discussion on the stuff you love, like science fiction, fantasy, action, adventure, subscribe to the Sci-Fictionary channel or visit thesciencefictionary.com. Lord of the Rings, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, and all the stuff that makes you cool. Join the discussion at thesciencefictionary.com. Hi there, this is Josh and Andy from the Holocronicles podcast, and you're listening to The Scarif Scuttlebutt. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Continue with the operation. You may file when ready. Tuned in to the fastest growing Star Wars podcast on this side of Moss Eisley. Grab your sunscreen and your blasters. This is the Scarif Podcast. Hey, Star Wars podcast friends, if you're joining us for the first time, you stumbled onto a fantastic episode of the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. But if you are a tried and true scuttlebutty of the show, welcome back. I am Ro, Mr. TK226 himself, and I'm super excited to share the mic here with uh, some folks who have not only become friends, but a great resource when it comes to the legacy of Star Wars collecting. I'm talking about Andy and Josh from the Holocronicles podcast. And by the way, resident Star Wars collection experts over at Beyond the Blast Doors Network. How are you guys doing, man? Awesome, Ro. I'm glad we are <laughs> finally getting to do this. Hey, Ro. Finally, yay. finally. After, we did it. Yay, we did it. Yeah, after, uh, what, months of talks, this, uh, this is going to be a great, great episode. I have been really excited to get together with you guys. Welcome to this side of the Dune Sea, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us today here on the Scarif Podcast. And uh, this is uh, kind of historic. Uh, Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast, uh, member of the Red 5 Network. You guys are beyond the blast doors. Let me just say that nowhere in the history of the internet have we seen a meeting of the minds (laughs) between two awesome groups, a super duper triple X mega historic crossover episode. Isn't that right, guys? Well, you can... I couldn't have put it better. Couldn't have put it. Absolutely, better. it's like the uh, what was it? The 1985 uh, Olympic basketball team or whatever? No, which year was that? The dream team. Ni- 
92. 92. Sorry. 85 was a Mary Lou Retton or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Same. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, but uh, this is fantastic. Uh, I, uh, I, like I said, I, I was very excited. You know, uh, Andy, we've been talking about doing a, a an episode on something. Um, early on, we were talking about, uh, you know, Star Wars names. Yeah. Um, yep. But, uh, you know, this one is really obviously close to, uh, to my heart. And I know you guys as collectors um, have something to say about that. So uh, it's, I'm very excited to share this, uh, this episode with you. Um, especially now because, uh, you know, we've both, uh, have, um, ventured on this adventure, uh, you know, with, with networks and we're doing some really fun stuff. So it's, it's a really great way, uh, of kind of, uh, you know, pulling our resources together and, uh, speaking as fans and, uh, just talking about Star Wars collectibles, which, uh, I know a lot of, uh, our listeners on, on both ends of the spectrum are really interested in, in, uh, you know, seeing what we have to say. Yeah, wrote there's a it's a community that is pretty cool then and we're finding that out more and more all the time. Uh, the, the collector community in general, whether it's Star Wars or whatever you happen to be into, um, like the ones that collect because they're passionate about it, it's a pretty fun group of people and uh, everybody kind of looks out for each other a little bit too, I'm finding and and uh, we wouldn't have that if it weren't for social media. You know, it's it, it's it's a the the community has gotten a lot bigger. The pool has gotten a lot bigger, and it's pretty fun. I agree, and uh, you know, finding that out firsthand, obviously, with uh, you know, meeting you guys, uh, and I know you know I, I've gotten some uh, really great uh, little treats uh, in the mail from you, Andy. Thank you very much uh, to to both of you. So uh, it, it is very supportive, and I know. Very early on in our Twitter relationship, uh, you know, I had uh, posed a question to some of your folks. Uh, I, I saw somebody had posted a C-3PO that they were getting rid of, and we uh, kind of connected, uh, and uh, I was able to, um, you know, acquire that uh, droid for my collection. So it, it is a very supportive community. I think, you know, collectors in general have something in common. And we're definitely going to get uh, to the bottom of what that is uh, in tonight's episode. We also want to remind folks that uh, we uh, put out a uh, scuttlebutt podcast phone number that uh, we'll be hearing some of the voicemails that we've collected be- uh, because of the show. We had uh, posed a question, what does your Star Wars collection mean to you? And we've gotten some great feedback. Again, that number is 773-234-8659. Uh, if you guys are listening to this now, uh, definitely give us a, uh, a call and uh, leave us a voicemail because we love hearing what your collection means to you and just about anything Star Wars related. We want to hear what's on your mind. So uh, we'll be listening to some of those voicemails later on. Uh, folks like uh, Pete Fletzer left a little voicemail uh, talking about his collection and Todd over at WSTR Galactic Public Access. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, it seems like, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, becoming a collector of Star Wars items is also kind of a prerequisite. Um, have you guys found that out? Do, do, does this kind of go hand in hand? Being able to collect is, is obviously a luxury, uh, but uh, it, I do find it, for the most part, it does go hand in hand. And it doesn't matter how big your collection is, uh, as long as you're having fun. I agree with that, Ro. I think the biggest thing about collecting, especially when you talk about toys, and and obviously collecting is more than just toys, and we, we'll get into that, but I think we all start, especially with Star Wars, and especially those of us in, of a certain age, and it doesn't matter generationally, we all started watching Star Wars as kids, right? Most of us, for the most part. So toys are a, a complete drawback. And at some point in your adult life, when you get over the fact that you still enjoy, <laughs> you know, the toy in your in your life, and while you may not be playing with it and making uh, sound effects and and you know winning wars in in your own speak okay, speak for yourself, okay. I I actually <laughs> I actually wasn't, but uh, yeah. So uh, while you may be doing uh, not doing that, or or it may still be doing that, good for you. Um, it's still just a real callback to. Uh, what you, what you felt, you know, nostalgia is a big part of collecting, obviously. So um, I, I, I think that, yeah, it's totally entwined with if, if you fall into loving Star Wars or any series or, or, you know, uh, movie show, whatever, for that matter, you start to want to connect to it in a certain way. And uh, the best way to do that for all, a lot of us is a, is a tangible, tactile way where you can bring something in. And, and we say it on our show all the time, large or small, we don't care. A collection is a collection. And sometimes the small ones are even better because they're so intimate and they mean so much because, like you said, sometimes resources are, are an issue. Uh, or, 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 or space. space, you know, yeah. And, and if you just pull in a couple things and they mean enough to you to put out on display or to put in a place of, of peace or, or where you work or wherever, uh, obviously those, um, items represent, you know, something special to you. So star Wars, I think is very, I don't, I think it, you would be hard pressed to find a true, and I shouldn't say true, a, a you know, a, a pretty avid star Wars fan that hasn't picked up something that keeps them connected to it without watching the movie, you know, or movies. So that's my feeling. Without going too deep. Yeah, and one of the, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm going to go just a hair deeper. Uh, what I kind of look forward to our discussion this evening is, is not just looking at, you know, what people collect or, or the collections themselves, but, but why they do it. And then what that says about the, the collector. Um, because every collection is different, different size, different specifics, you know, figures, posters, mugs, you know, you can go a million different ways with what you do collect. Um, but every collection is unique and says something about the collector. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to push pause on this for the moment, but I'm very much looking forward to talking about that with you too. Yeah, those are uh, really great points, and we'll definitely get into the psychology of collecting because it's something that uh, also interests me. Um, but, uh, you know, you guys have a great little segment on your show called Show Me Your Collection, and uh, throughout, uh, you know, the time that I've known you guys, uh, you guys had 
have had some really great contributions, some pictures of collections that uh, really, you know, blow your mind as if you're looking for really large collections. But like you said, the intimate stuff is also equally impressive and it uh, definitely connects uh, to you on a deeper level. But uh, what have been some of the items that you guys have come across that really impressed you in one way or the other and not, you know, size matters, not as Yoda says, but uh, some deeper meanings behind some of those collections that uh, have come across your show. Like we said earlier, it, the, like the size doesn't matter, but the, the passion is there, right? The passion is what it, it, it's what really inspires me in, in a way. And, and uh, you know, and that's whether they just have a little shelf or a countertop where they've got a few things, but it's the things that they really like or think are cool or a character or something like that, that resonates with them. Um, and then others, it's like the sheer volume of it. It's like, holy cow, you know? Um, but what I really you know, there's, there's really two questions that we ask, um, before we post, you know, pictures of someone's collection is how long have you been collecting and what's your favorite thing? And I, I, I get such a kick out of hearing, you know, you know, oh, I started collecting, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I was, uh, four years old when star Wars came out and, you know, my mom got me this and I just, I was hooked ever since, or, you know, I started collecting in 99 when the Phantom Menace came out and, and, uh, man, I just love Darth Maul. And, you know, I mean, every, again, everybody's answer is different and they're all right. And, uh, hearing what people, you know, choose or how they, you know, because sometimes people have to talk it out like, well, shoot, what is my favorite thing? Uh, you know, it, okay. Well, I don't, it's like picking your kids, you know, which one's your favorite kid? Uh, not really, but I mean, I, I get it. Uh, but it's like, well, can I say two, can I say my two favorite? And it's like, yes, of course you can, you know, and we, I, I just really love hearing those answers. And, and then, um, and then it's like, man, some of the, some of the care that people take with either the, you know, great or small with their collection is so loving, right? They, they take such good care of the stuff that they have, whether it's 40 years old and beat up, but they played with it a ton when they were younger or whether they just got it this weekend at, you know, your local target and they're just super stoked to get it, you know? And so, I mean, it's just, I love hearing the passion in, in when people start to talk, um, about their, about what they have or, or why it's their favorite or how long they've been doing it. To me, the passion comes through and we do it every Saturday. You know, we try to do it every Saturday. So, and just as a side note, the next three Saturdays are going to be awesome. Not that we haven't nice. had awesome ones, sure. but man, these next three are going to be tremendous. Awesome. Awesome. Looking forward to those. I, uh, I'll, I'll jump in here real quick too. I, I think I alluded to this already. My favorite are the small collections because when we first, when we first started with Hall of Chronicles, we were, you know, as, as people followed us, Andy's really good on, on Twitter and he just shoot us quick message. He's got kind of a, a, a staple message that he puts out there and he's like, Hey, how's it going? Thanks for following. 
do you collect? And we'd have people go, well, yeah, but not really, not a lot. And then they, you know, and, and, and it'd be like, well, just send us a couple pictures and they send the pictures in. And to Andy's point, the love was there, even though it was one shelf. I mean, just one shelf to me was like, look, you still dedicated. Actually, that means a little more to me because Andy and I have dedicated entire rooms, you know, uh, a podcast, you know, all this stuff to it. And for one person to to still carve that out of their life, because they may not be like an, an uh, you know, a deep collector, but they still carve. I love those little, those little collections that mean so much. Um, and also I love the giant collections too, but those little ones I think have a, you know, just from, like you said, Ro, the, the resource, I just love that because, you know, I tell a story all the time about, you know, only having a certain amount of money in my bank account. And I, and I decided to use it to buy my, my carded Vader, you know, and I love it. I love that story. It wasn't a lot of money, but it was to me. And those are what really touched, you know, hit home with me is the, the people that are, 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 are displaying their, their allegiance in, in a small way, but also in a loving way. So that's, that's what we like about collectors. Well, I, 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 uh, I remember, uh, there's a college kid named Hampton mm -hmm. that we featured his, uh, we featured his collection and it was, it was in a little, uh, cubicle shelf. And, uh, it's like, you know, I, I have some things at my parents' house. He was a university of Georgia student. And, uh, he's like, I, but you know, in my dorm room, I, I still, I still have a few things and he took a picture, you know, a couple pictures of it. And it was like, man, that's awesome. I, I remember when I was a college kid, I was broke as a joke, but you know, this guy still had the passion and the care for the things that he had that in his dorm room, despite his circumstances, he was going to fly his star Wars flag. And I thought, man, I, I remember those days and I love it. They do mean a lot to us, whether it's a whole room or a single shelf. And, uh, you know, like you said, Andy, the answers as to why they mean so much to me are varied, and uh, they are all right. Um, great, great points. So, you know, uh, earlier on I said that uh, we got a lot of voicemails from folks that uh, wanted to chime in about their Star Wars collection. We're going to play a couple right now. And uh, when we come back, I want to ask you, uh, you know, if you guys can think about some advice for people that want to maybe start a collection, what uh, do you usually tell them? Um, but uh, let's roll some of these uh, voicemails to see what people have to say about their Star Wars collection. We have an incoming transmission from the Scarif Scuttlebutt Hotline, Commander, and we can't withstand a voicemail of this magnitude! How you doing, people? It's me, Paul Stanley, with the Bombay Cast. I just wanted to call and ask you, what's your favorite piece of KISS merchandise? And does it go with your Star Wars collectibles at all? Anyway, I hope you have a bomb-bad day. Hey there, Scuttle Buddies and the Hall of Chronicles podcast. This is Ollie K. coming to you live from the sunny beaches of Scarif, taking a look around at my Star Wars collection, which 
unfortunately is a little bit smaller than it would be. Um, I've been collecting Star Wars ever since I was a little kid, and I had a lot of the cool stuff. I had a lot of the 12-inch figures, uh, the Boba Fetts, the Darth Vaders, the Chewbaccas, the Luke Skywalkers. I even had Princess Leia, which I remember cutting her hair off for some darn reason. Um, and that box got stolen, along with a bunch of awesome Transformers and G.I. Joe toys, too, which basically the only toys that I had left were a bunch of Smurfs and WWE wrestling action figures. Um, I wish I still had that, because God knows the cool stuff that I'd be having in there right now if I still had that. But one of the coolest things that I used to love about collecting was going to the, to the Taco Bells and the McDonald's and the Wendy's and... The Burger Kings and all those places would every time one of the new movies came out or whatever, they would just basically release these toys or these cool kind of just standy things. Like there was this Taco Bell holocron, this, this holocron cube that has basically when you hold it up, it's got Yoda on one side and Darth Vader on the other side, and it looks like it's a floating head. It's really cool. Like I've talked to Ro about it before, and it's really, really neat. And I think that was from Taco Bell, and I think it was only 79 cents. And it is one of the coolest things that I have. Um, a whole whack of stuff. There's the, the cool collectible cups from the 70s. Uh, um, that I think was from Burger King. Like, I had a couple of those. Those got lost um, or stolen. To me, those are always the greatest memories. Looking at your cool new Star Wars thing while eating a cheeseburger and some fries or some chicken McNuggies, as, as people call them nowadays. Um, but that was always the best part about collecting. And I guess you could always find them at your local conventions or, or on eBay or whatever, but you got to pay through the nose. And sometimes you find them at the Goodwills of the Salvation Armies. But anyways, that is my memory of collecting. And try to keep collecting alive. And always remember, it's always sunny on Scarif. See you later, guys. Bye. Hello, this is Pete Fletcher from Around the Galaxy and also from Streaming Star Wars, both part of the Beyond the Blast Book Doors Network. Ro, congratulations on the launch of Red 5. Really excited about the path in there. And Andy, get back to work. We have we have stuff to do. I don't know what you're doing on this show. No, I'm kidding. I'm really excited to see this uh, crossover opportunity. It's so cool that uh, the community makes it so so easy for all of us to get along and and chat about our favorite things, Star Wars. Now, you asked the question, why do I collect Star Wars? And I guess, you know, on the most base level, it's probably because it brings me back to my childhood. It reminds me of of the times I had when I was seven years old, digging in the sand pile next to my house and burying Millennium Falcons and, and action figures that are probably worth thousands of dollars today and abusing them but having so much fun with them. But, you know, as I've gotten older and I have kids of my own, collecting has become something we kind of do together. And as you guys probably know, I'm a I'm a pop collector now more than anything else. I, I'm not an obsessive compulsive collector about quality and, and mint versus, uh, you know, whatever the different conditions are. But I love getting, finding a pop figure or going to a store with my son and uncovering one we haven't found before and bringing it home and opening it up and to be able to rip open a, an action figure and sit on the floor and, and play our own little Star Wars activities, me and my son together, that's that's what it's all about. So I collect Star Wars because it brings me back to my childhood, connects me to my favorite franchise, and um, and it just gives me – it just brings so much joy. So speaking of joy, I love listening to Scuttlebutt. Ro, always good to hear from you. Enjoy, and uh, may the Force be with you. Hi, this is Nicholas with the Backyard TARDIS, and, you know, you asked the question about why do I collect Star Wars, and, you know, honestly, I like spaceships and robots, 
And, you know, there's a lot of those in sci-fi, like a lot of sci-fi, but Star Wars has just so many cool different spaceship designs. They don't all look the same. So many different droid designs. Um, you know, if, if you're into robots, you know, there might be five outside of Star Wars, but there's hundreds in Star Wars that are cool to collect and look at. And so that's that's the big reason why I collect. And, you know, I, I think when Episode 1 was coming out, that was probably the height of my collection uh, because there was just so much marketing there. I mean, I was collecting soda cans at that point. But uh, still even today, even though uh, I don't collect as much, I, if I'm somewhere and I see a droid, toy uh i've got to have it so anyways you're listening to the scuttlebutt podcast And we are back. Thank you, guys. Yeah, the, uh, a lot of people really, uh, you know, felt the need, uh, uh, you know, the privilege of, of, of leaving us a, a voicemail, and it was really great. Uh, those were just a few of uh, some of the voicemails. We'll listen to some more later on. But uh, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, obviously we are surrounded by Star Wars. I can see that in our screenshot while we're recording this. Um, but, uh, it had to start somewhere. I'll ask you guys later on what your first collectible was, but, uh, do you have people that come up to you and say, you know what? I'm not that really, you know, I'm not into collecting, but I, you know, Star Wars, I saw some really great, uh, items. Um, where do I start there? You know, there's uh, decades worth of, of, uh, content out there of material. Um, what do you tell a first time collector? Do you guys uh, come across that? Yeah, we have a couple times. Um, you know, I, I, I think for Josh and I, one of the reasons why we decided to put a podcast together and have a, you know, our, our own little corner of the world, social media presence is that we're here to help. We're, you know, use us as a resource. That doesn't mean we have all the answers, but we have been doing it, you know, each, each of us for, you know, just over 20 years or so. And so we have learned a few things along the way, some things to keep in mind. And, and, uh, you know, for me, uh, I think the last time I was asked this question, I, I gave, I gave two, two, uh, suggestions. The first is, um, what, what do you want to collect? Is it a character or is it a toy line or is it a, you know, what's, What's the, what's the subject medium, you know, like vintage figures, black series, Funko pops, you know, how, because once you kind of identify what you want to get, or maybe it's Luke Skywalker, maybe, or maybe it's Ray, you know, I, what, whatever is resonating with you to, to ask the question, you know, let's, let's go from there. And then once you kind of have an idea of, is it a person or is it a, a, a line, a of merchandise or, or is it, is it movie props or, you know, once you got that narrowed down, second piece of advice is make a list. Okay. What are you, what are you wanting to get? What's your timeline? You know, what can you budget towards it and, and treat it like if, like that's, that's if they want, they're serious, like if they want to go like serious collecting, <laughs> you know, instead of just kind of, there's a ton of casual collectors that like, when they see something they like, they'll just get it. And, and that's fun too. 
Um, but I, I, if, if they were like wanting to start a collection, like a serious collection, then I would, I would say narrow your focus and make a list. And let me ask you this because, you know, uh, I started collecting, I mean, I started amassing, um, you know, action figures and toys and stuff like that, obviously as a child, because my parents bought stuff for me. Um, you know, I, I was a seven year old, eight year old kid <clears throat> without a disposable income, whatever, you know, if, if my parents could afford to get me something, I I'd ask for it. And, and, you know, if I were lucky enough, I'd get it. But do collectors actually, uh, you know, is that something that is done on a regular basis? Do you guys know to actually make a list? Because again, you know, after decades of, of buying stuff, you know, as, as an adult and as uh, a growing collector, you start to realize that, you, you know, maybe you didn't make a list on paper. Maybe you made a, a mental list, but at the end of, you know, 40 plus years, you take a look at your Star Wars room and you realize, oh, I do have a collection of Imperial artifacts or I do like uh, droids a lot. I didn't make that list out when I first, you know, started to collect. It just so happens that that aspect of whatever it is in my personality gravitated towards that. Um, it's, it's a very, like you said earlier, it's a very personal thing. I'll dive, I'll dive in here. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm more like you, Ro. I'm, uh, and Andy's list, uh, is, is a perfect plan for if, if you're really strategizing, if you, you kind of cross this line, you say, Hey, I'm going to start to be a serious collector for, but, but to, to your point, Ro, I was a little more like, I kind of grabbed something when I saw it. I kind of, you know, when I really started collecting, you know, kind of back collecting the stuff that I, I remembered growing up with, it started with a kind of a lot that I bought off a guy and he, he messaged me and he said, Hey, I know you're into star Wars. What do you think? And it, it wasn't something that was on my radar at the time. And it was before Andy and I started, you know, kind of collaborating on our collections. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll you know, cause guess what it was, Ro? It was an ad at, <laughs> there was an ad at in that collection. <laughs> and I saw that and that pulled me back so hard to, to being six years old when I first got it that I was like, yeah, I'm buying that right now. And I didn't care what was with it. Actually, there was a lot of stuff. I got a great deal in hindsight, but at the time the investment was, quite a bit of money to buy some toys, you know? So, uh, and that for me was just kind of a, what I saw triggered something and, and I'm going to go get it now back to the list point. I, so I totally agree with you. I think that collecting is both collecting is, is focused, but it's also emotional. And if you go to a con or, or walk through the right store or go to a local, you know, one of your local, we always push this, go to your local, uh, shops that sell, you know, uh, toys or, or, you know, whatever memorabilia and you see something and you can afford it, then yeah, grab it. That's okay. Even if it doesn't fit completely into your regimented kind of collection space, it will, it will branch off and become this whole new kind of place or, or it'll just stand alone and be wonderful for you and hopefully for somebody else down the road. But, um, where I found that the list part really helped was when I did have this focus collection idea of what I wanted to collect, but I, it was, it's big. And so I was like, which, which weapon am I missing for this person or which, which figure in, in general am I missing? And so that helped me kind of pull back because if you're a collector that has a lot of volume, you can kind of 
kind of get lost in it. And, and if you're not as organized as some people now, Andy is very organized. Okay. Let's, let's be honest here. He's a very, <laughs> with, look at, with some look, things, he's trying, he's trying organized. to, no, he's very he's organized. Guy, guy writes notes. He's, he's got stuff going, you know, and listen, I've learned a lot from that because I'm not as organized, but it's, I think it's a good hybrid any good collector has a hybrid of of both of those. They they buy what they love when they see it. If you love it when you see it and you can afford to buy it, buy it. There's nothing wrong with that. However, if you're trying to complete a collection, then then yeah, start off with the goal and then and then list it out. What's your goal? I remember my first goal was to buy a last 17, you know, figure or final 17, whatever you call them. And when I got my first one, that was like nice and i sat on it for a while i think it was uh i think it was lando general or something uh, yeah i think think that's who it was it was lando and i was so proud of that for quite a while that i didn't have to go get the other 16 figures now they've come my way since then but don't ever forget i guess my final piece of advice is to a new collector is don't ever forget to enjoy the the moment you buy any piece just take it, it's not about the next you know we're we're kind of a a, you know, a, a video game society, what's your next goal? What's your next level? But just take the moment and enjoy that piece that you bought. Look at it, share it. That's why we prov provide a, a forum to share because uh, sometimes that, look, I take breaks. I'm like, Andy knows it. I'm like, I'm on a break. <laughs> I'm on a collecting break. And that's okay, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm always going to come back. But uh, I don't know, I'm rambling now. But anyway, that, there you go. I, I say yeah. enjoy what you buy when you buy it. <laughs> or acquire it and trade for it, whatever. And then, and then mark it off your list, but also don't be afraid to just grab something when you walk by it, if you can afford it and, and don't feel guilty about it. Here's why I, I need to make lists. Um, because, uh, I, if I don't, I get distracted. Not that distractions are bad, but if you have goals, if you have things that are on your list of, I really want to get this, um, you know, you get to a point where sometimes those items aren't, you know, under 20 bucks and, you know, they're not easily attainable. And so I, for the last year or so, have on my checklist, I have two things that I, that I've really, I need to I say need, I need to get, um, <laughs> right. but uh, in the last year, I have been totally distracted by Funko Pops, <laughs> and were it oh, not- Oh yeah, that, ra that rabbit hole. Cole, well, that's what we call yeah, it. Yeah, the Funko. Um, if it were not for Funko Pops, I guarantee you that I would have these last two things that are on this list that I physically have, but I keep throwing 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there, to get these pops that are addictive. And I, I do really like them. I held off on them for a long time, but I do like them. But uh, I do not have a list for my pops. And so what that has done is it has distracted me from the things that I, that I have on a list. And it's also meant that I've bought, you know, sometimes two or three of the same pop because I don't keep track. And then there's this rule that we kind of have that, if you accidentally buy 
two of the same pop, then you have to give the second one away. <laughs> you can't, you, you can't, you can't sell it. No, nope. you have to give it away no trades. as, as your punishment. Yep. No trades. You have no, to. That, that's cool. Yeah. So, so for all you out there listening, if you accidentally buy something that you already have yep. and it was an accident, then your punishment is that you have to give it away. Yeah, if you get two double telescoping farm boy Lukes, sorry. <laughs> one of them's, <laughs> one of coming, them's to coming to us. <laughs> That's funny. You know, at one point before um, before mortgage payments and family, I mean, I used to buy two of everything, one to open and one to keep in the box. So And one you know, just buying, because. One just in case. Yeah, buy yeah, <laughs> buying buying two for me was never an accident. It was uh, very deliberate. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, for me, I'm 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 a very uh, emotional purchaser when it comes to Star Wars stuff. And uh, you know, we'll we'll get into a little bit of the why, but uh, it really does harken back to a connection uh, that you feel, uh, or that initial connection when you saw the films, the the emotional impact that it had on you the uh the wow factor obviously is a big part of it um you know when i see something that that reminds me of of that feeling i'll i'll get it like you said i mean uh you know looking around in my room too it's it's very interesting too because i i um i, I probably have more imperial uh, you know, collectibles than, than rebels for, for lack of a better word. And, uh, it's, you know, I just think I love the empire. I love the way that, uh, Darth Vader looks. I love the way that stormtroopers look the classic stormtrooper. Um, I've got tons of them all over the place. Um, as, as you can see, you know, my, my wall is filled with, uh, with the bad guys. And that's just like something that attracts me. Uh, and again, it's it's very emotional, um, like like any collection, like anyone that uh, collects anything. So it's, um, I find it fascinating. I find it fascinating as far as what it is that people kind of gravitate towards in their collection, because it is very, uh, a very deep rooted and personal thing, uh, especially if you know if you sit down and think about it and uh, realize, like you said, you know when you actually verbalize like what it is that you collect and why you collect it you you might definitely find something new out about yourself that uh that is intriguing i agree with that i was going to add to to your first question about you know new collectors i my col my collection is in a part of my house that's right off the entryway so it's an office and so if you come through my front door which i have friends come through the front door and you look to your left and I forgot to close the door. They'll go, holy. Forget. Yeah. yeah. Forget. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> no, let's put that. Let's, it, I mean, I don't want to dive into the psychology yet, but part of it's a little, sometimes it's embarrassing. I'm a grown ass man. Right. And, and I've got <laughs> toys galore, like more, more toys than my kids, you know, collectively, if you really put it together and, and they'll stop and they'll go, whoa. And I had one guy who's a good friend of mine <laughs> who I love. He just said, you got a problem, man. He walked out, which was fine. I love that too. But the other, a lot, most people just stop and go, Hey, wow, what are you doing here? And I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah, I like Star Wars and I'll kind of play it down. But then to this, you know, to this point, they'll say, you know, I have i I've got a, and they're thinking back and you can see their wheels turning and they start to talk and think 
like a collector and and some of them even go you know maybe and it won't even be about star wars sometimes you're like you know i got some guitars or i got some uh, uh whatever gi joe's whatever it doesn't matter and they'll start to think like hey it's okay for me to like this stuff it's okay for me to be more preferential towards the empire or or whatever and they'll or or just actually put my my love on display which is let's be honest it's getting cooler now, but it's sort of a nerdy thing. It's it's a statement. You're really putting your heart out there. Like, yeah, I like Pokemon, you know. Oh, that's not me. I'm just saying, like, I like Pokemon. Somebody might make fun of me, you know, and and it's like, it's okay, guys. Put your stuff out there. And and as a new collector, the first the first tip would be get over how you think other people are gonna feel about you. <laughs> yeah, you you'll be surprised too, because I I, I think I've uh I've abandoned the feeling of being embarrassed about my collection. And yes, when I have people over, I accidentally leave my door open. <laughs> so the first thing that you see is, is, is my stormtrooper and the Darth Vader, you know, the, the Darth Vader bust and people will come in here. I mean, people that I don't really, you know, friends that I don't really think um, are mm -hmm. into it. They'll come in here and they'll spend like a good, you know, 20, 25 minutes, just kind of like, like, you know, looking around and really, you know, asking me about stuff and, and, and what is uh, that? What is that? And what is that? And where, do, you know, is this vintage? No, but I mean, what is, is this it, real? What is it for is them? This... What is it for them? What do you oh, think yeah, you're triggering sure. for them? And that's what I really love is that you're, cause I got some cool guy friends and I got some friends that, you know, look, they have collections that may be considered more, you know, like building cars and stuff. But I, I have some friends that it's triggering something in them that I think is, is breaking down some barriers. And I like that. I like seeing it in their eyes. Like you said, 25 minutes of walking around, they may not be into star Wars, but they're still appreciative of your commitment. Cause one, you're putting them on display in a, in a nice way too. You know, it's very presentable. And then two, it's okay. It's all right to love something that makes you feel like a kid, you know, and or feel better than a kid, feel like a kid who's an adult. And that it sucks to be an adult, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it sure does. Yeah. Well, just think about, just think about the kinds of presents you got for Christmas or for your birthday when you were in grade school and how you socks <clears throat> you just, you just, you just looked forward to it, you know, all year long. And then when it finally came, it was a, you know, it was the newest GI Joe or the newest star Wars or, you know, whatever the case and Thundercat. you're just so so you're just so pumped to have it. And then the gifts that you get now are more practical. And they're like, oh, a, a new drill or, hey, you know, a nice T-shirt or, you know, something like that. And the as adults, the the gift, the kinds of gifts that you get change. And when you when you see that ad at and you're like, oh, Man, I remember when I got one of those when I was six years old. I was so stoked. And you're like, yeah, I, I, still, I still like having that. I still want to play with one. I still like how it looks and the sounds it makes and, and what I used to do with it. And so you're totally flashing back to an innocent, more exuberant, joyous, maybe uh, simpler memory. Simpler memory and... Uh, um. And it's just like, yeah, that those are those are the things that we want to relive. Uh, not everything you want to relive when you were younger, sure. but something like that, like this, 
the toys are the connections to those moments of pure joy. Like what you've been looking forward to, like this has been on my Christmas list for four months. If I could only get one thing, it would be this do back patrol playset, you know, and uh Jar Jar you know, Piggy Bank. I'm just kidding. A Jar Jar Piggy Bank or you know, whatever, whatever it whatever it is, uh, you know, a pod racer alarm clock. But um yeah, it just it just flashes you back. And and that's that's what I think when people see my room and they look around and it's like, oh, I used to have one of those. I mean, I love hearing that statement. Oh, right. I used to have all of those are like, whoa, I've never seen that one before. Those are just like, yes, boom, I got them. They're hooked. And now we have one more thing in common. And the other thing that uh, people that enter my Star Wars room um, that I'm sure they are thinking is, is this guy going to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Ro, hey, Brett, hey, Alex, and hey, Andy. This is Charles from Conversations Podcast, and uh, Pat and I collect Black Series figures, but we don't typically keep them in their packaging. What we do is we open them, we play with them, um, and what we like to do is we like to scene recreate. So we'll literally try and make each other laugh or react to a scene setting that one of us has created a backdrop for or found a location that... Uh, sort of calls out to scenarios that the characters would be in. And then we take those pictures and then we send them back and forth to each other just basically to, to make each other laugh and have fun with them. So while we collect them, we play with them. So there are no boxes at our houses. They're all gone. They're all recycled, whatever. Uh, but that's the way we do it. That's how we collect and that's how we have fun with our Star Wars passion and figures. Talk to you guys later. Love the show and uh, can't wait to hear the next one. Hi, my name is Kendall. I'm calling with answer as to why I collect the Star Wars things. For me, I like items that bring key aspects of Star Wars to mind. Some are related to important story moments, some the locations I enjoy, and some just to celebrate how absurd the full range of collecting can get. Some things are inspiring, some things make me laugh, just like Star Wars itself. So for me, collecting is mostly about celebrating art and enjoyment. On Twitter, my handle is Galactic Curator. I look forward to your show and hearing what others call Star Wars things. Thanks. This is Sentry Mode. Welcome to Sentry Mode, the segment of the show in which I ask you some trivia questions and possibly stump you along the way. I'm Trevor Beast 454 and the Resigning Curator on Sporkle.com. Please send your Sentry Mode answers to at Scarif Podcast or any other convenient way you'd like to contact us. For this edition, I've got some Star Wars collecting questions revved up for you. So let's begin. Question 1. Which Star Wars movie features the following quote? Your lightsabers will make a fine addition to my collection. Question 2. In 1978, Kenner launched many Star Wars figures, including one named Walrus Man. What is Walrus Man's actual name? Question 3. What year were the first LEGO Star Wars sets released, such as the X-Wing Fighter and the Landspeeder? Question 4. 
In Return of the Jedi, Jabba viewed Han Solo and Carbonite as a valued collectible. Fill in the blank to this Hatties subtitled quote. I will not give up my blank. I like Captain Solo where he is. Question 5. There's a vintage Darth Vader collector's case that holds up to 31 Star Wars action figures. Which character has a vintage collector's case that holds up to 40 Star Wars action figures? And lastly, our opinionated question. Hypothetically, I have $25 in my pocket and would like to own a nice Star Wars collectible. What item would you recommend me to purchase without overspending? This is Sentry Mode! And there you have it. If you're interested in more Star Wars trivia, then I'd be delighted to redirect you to sporkle.com slash games slash subcategory slash Star Wars. Spelled S-P-O-R-C-L-E dot com. You guys have a good day. Don't forget to check to see if that eBay seller accepted your counteroffer on that 6-inch Black Series figure. And I hope to see you next time. But you know it's it's funny though because you know you talk about um, talk about therapy. I mean, it is kind of. Uh, I'll speak for me. I don't know if it's the same uh, with you guys. I, I'm gonna assume it is because we kind of share that collecting bug. It is kind of a therapy. You walk in your room and you're kind of at peace. Uh, you're you 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 deconstruct yourself, and uh, it's almost like a cleansing, a baptism of of sorts because. You know, you're you're in you're in this environment where you're surrounded by not only memories but uh, these items that bring you back and and bring you to a place that that uh, you don't go to uh, you know in real life. And sitting in your room really transports you to another place, both physically and mentally. Um, you start to think about uh, some of the memories that you um, that you remember because of these items. And I think that's just a, a wonderful thing. Couldn't agree more. The, uh, uh my, my, uh, little man cave is also where we watch Disney plus. Like we don't, we don't watch Disney plus anywhere, but in there. And so it's hmm. a place for my kids too. Um, and I, and I, I appreciate that part of it, but it's quiet. It's quiet in there. And, and, you know, Josh and Ro, you guys tell me, like, do you ever just go sitting there and just look at your stuff? Like, oh, hell yeah. It's just like you just sit and look and like, yep. I remember when I got that. I remember who I got that from. Man, I was yeah. super pumped when I got that. And you just kind of look around and and like you said, it is it's decompressing. It's relaxing. You know, um, I was just thinking about, you know, when you asked Ro, you know, why do people collect? You know, there's. I, there's some actual, I think, I feel like there's like real benefit health wise, like to doing something that you're passionate about that um, maybe is a healthy distraction. Um, you know, not only, don't, not only are you continuing to learn, right? Collectors are always learning, you know, more about what they have or what they want to get. You're always learning, which is good for the brain. Um, if you go, if you can go to a place that makes you happy, that's going to reduce your stress. Like sure. it's just gonna, it, 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 
you'll be happier, right? And, and how can that be bad? And then, and then what we're finding too is that there's a social aspect to collecting that is healthy. What we are doing right now, we're socializing, we're connecting, we're making those connections with other people, whether it's on social media or talking to each other like this. And, and, and that, that really does make our world smaller. You know, it does make us, you know, listen and, and communicate more with each other and have better understandings with each other. And that can only be positive, right? Totally. Spoken like a true teacher. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, yeah, you talked a little bit about uh, how each piece has a story, and I have a story, uh, a, a wonderful story to tell about my uh, uh, one of my prized possessions, my uh, favorite ad at. Uh, but first, uh, again, let's uh, take a listen to a couple of voicemails from some folks that left voicemails on the Scarif hotline, all about our legacy of collecting. We'll hit you guys back when we return. We have an incoming transmission from the Scarif Scuttlebutt Hotline, Commander, and we can't withstand a voicemail of this magnitude! Hey, Ro. Um, this is John, also known as Ace Primo. Uh, so, pretty much the topic was why I collect Star Wars and what does collecting mean to you? Okay. So, I was born in 83, so by the time I could play with action figures, um, yeah, Star Wars toys didn't really exist on the shelves. It's kind of really disappointing. So I started collecting other toys. It, it would kind of fill that void, but not really. So me and my brother, we would um, we would pretty much just take our Legos and build our own Star Wars toys because they didn't exist. So after a while, I actually got kind of good at it, obviously. <laughs> and so eventually after that, um, the 90s rolled around. Kenner came out with their toys, and so obviously me and my brother bought all of them <laughs> still happen to this day. Uh, I mean, collecting is kind of in my DNA, though. It's my grandma collected, my mom collected, I collected. So it's a little bit of both of uh, having that dry spell of not having those 90s, having the toys come out in the 90s, but in the late 80s, they didn't really have anything. So it was just a bad time to grow up to be a kid, you know, being like being six years old, five years old, and just not being able to get a Star Wars toy. Terrible. Terrible feeling. <laughs> so what it means to me, though, it, is that you can physically touch the movie. You know, you, you can own a part of it. You can share it with friends. It's, it's a great feeling to have, you know. But, I mean, why I collect Star Wars? Come on, it's Star Wars. You know, <laughs> that's pretty much my thoughts on that. All right, thank you. Hey, guys, this is uh, Andy Jedi 16 uh, You can find me on Twitter. You've probably also seen parts of my collection on the Holocrons. I was featured on there a few weeks back. Um, why collect Star Wars? My answer is, why not? It's pure. It's simple. It's just everything great, no matter how bad of a day I have, no matter how horrible of a week or moment or whatever, I can always return to the universe and everything is put right. It puts me at ease. It puts me at simple, simple, pure pleasure. I've enjoyed it since I first saw it on July 19th, 1977. I got my first two action figures a week later, and I've been collecting ever since. I'm 51 years old, and I still post everything that I get in on mail calls on my Twitter account. Again, 
It's just absolutely wonderful. So why not collect it? Thanks, guys. Hope you like the information. Again, that's AndyJedi16. You can find me out on Twitter. Hey, fellas. My name is Matthew Harrington from Indo, Oklahoma. This is a pretty easy question. Why do I love and collect Star Wars? Well, when I was a kid, I had a lot of physical problems, so I couldn't play with other kids, so Star Wars was my escape. I could play with my toys and watch the movies and be like all the other kids. So I bought everything Star Wars we could find. When I was in high school, I lost my entire collection in a big fire. So for years, I swore I'd never buy another Star Wars figure or toy, but my love for Star Wars couldn't keep it away, man. And about six years ago, I decided to start collecting and replacing my vintage collection. And I'm having a blast. I've collected a lot of things over my life. Sports memorabilia and autographs and such, but nothing I've ever collected has brought me much joy is getting that vintage figure or vehicle in the mail. I'm telling you, when it comes in, you automatically feel like a, or I automatically feel like that little six-year-old kid again. It's great. The memories just coming back, keep coming back. You get to escape back to being a kid again. That's why I love Star Wars. May the force be with you guys, and take care. Bye. That is fantastic. Thank you, everyone, who has left a voicemail for us. Uh, really great sentiment, a really great group of people that uh, uh, shared their story. We are lucky. Thank you so much for uh, to everyone that has shared the, those voicemails. Um, it's really, really great. Uh, you know, earlier before the break, you were talking about how every Star Wars piece that uh, that we own really has a story. We remember how we got it, when we got it, who gave it to us, uh, you know, the feelings that were behind that acquisition. And, uh, you know, I was telling Andy, I, I have a, a little story about an ad at that I acquired a couple of years ago. I had seen that somebody was selling uh, an ad at on Craigslist and uh, I, I had blinders on at that point. I, I needed to call that person. I set up a meeting time and they lived way out in the boonies. So it was like an hour and a half drive away. Um, got up super early, you know, to, to get down there. And I'm driving. I'm like 45 minutes into it and my phone rings. And I, I totally forgot that I had scheduled a client to come in to do a voiceover record at my uh, studio. And I had to make something up. Um, because I was not, I was not turning back around to head back to Chicago to meet that client. I was on my way to get that damn ad at, and I was going to get it no matter what. Uh, unfortunately I lost that client after everything was said and done when I made up my excuse, but, uh, that's a beautiful ad at, and it was totally worth it. (laughs) You smelled blood in the water. So let, let me ask you guys, you know, we, we uh, obviously are surrounded by uh, some wonderful pieces uh, in our homes. Uh, do you guys remember your first collectible? And again, you know, we were kids when we first started getting this stuff and it wasn't a conscious decision saying, hey, I'm going to collect. But uh, do you guys remember your very first item? Yeah. Uh, are you talking about uh, like I remember what I got? the the most important thing that I ever got as a, as a kid, but I, I've told the story before, but I do remember when I first intentionally bought something as a collector, 
especially Star Wars. So, uh, uh, you know, and and the first thing that I got as a kid, just like you, Ro, was an AT-AT that I remember vividly. Vividly, that thing was under the tree. My parents displayed it perfectly, took it out of the box. It had the bow on top. It had batteries, C batteries. Andy loves <laughs> to talk about C batteries. C batteries in it. Um, and it, you know, the do, 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 do. It was so cool. And I was in love. I don't remember... I think another gift for Christmas for like another five years after that. Right. And as a matter of fact, funny side story to that is where we lived. You know, like I said, the ad at was out of the box. Well, that, that was from Santa Claus and Santa had decided that he was going to hide the box in a, in an outside garage that wasn't, you know, part of our house. And a few months later I was climbing around that garage cause I was seven and you know, I'm going to go climb stuff. And I found the box. Now that box doesn't exist anymore. Nice. <laughs> I wish it did. But I remember finding the box and I'm crawling on my stomach up in the rafters and there's the box. And I was just, it was almost like I relived that moment when I got that <laughs> because the box was almost as cool because I think I'd already ruined the AT-AT, right? Because it was outside. <laughs> it was more like Mustafar because I had a lot of mud in California. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of battles that happened in mud out there. But anyway, um, when I found that box, I opened it up and I remember the smell. <laughs> I just, I can recall the smell and I was like, holy cow. And then when I questioned my parents about like, Hey, I thought Santa brought this. I was like, yeah, of course he did. But he always leaves the boxes over there in that barn. You know? So anyway, <laughs> uh, that's why it went. Um, they were very good liars. Nice. Uh, but uh, my first uh, uh, acquisition as a collector for star Wars was a carded Jedi uh, Vader. And I'll keep it short because I've told it many times, but it was, it was, I just remember walking into this store that sold, you know, memorabilia and there was Vader on a card and I hadn't seen him because I was 19. I hadn't seen him in, in 14 years, you know, or 13 years, whatever. And I just stopped and I didn't have the money to buy him because he was 30 bucks, I think on a card. He's a little beat up. Um, and I just stopped and I went, I want that. And I think I took all, you know, the $40 I had for the rest of the month out of my pocket and I bought it. And then I lived on water and top ramen for the next, you know, <laughs> 20 days. And it, and I, I remember setting him up in my little shelf because that's why I love small collectors because it meant so much to me. And I'd be like, I'd grab my brothers who didn't give a damn about it. And I'd be like, hey, check it out. There's Vader on the card. And I'm like, oh, cool. You could have put it. No, don't touch him. You know, and I'd hit him. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, you know, that was my first and he, he stayed with me. I, he actually went away for a while. He went into storage, mom and dad's storage. Cause I was 18, 19, living at home. He went into mom and dad's storage and I found him. And so it was almost like another, he's like, there he is. And his card was a little more worse for wear, but now he's in a nice acrylic case with the Toys R Us price tag in the upper right hand corner. Nice. Yeah. Uh, a little, you know, but little orange tag Toys R Us. Little orange tag, man. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, That's awesome. I, I'm going to answer this just a little bit differently. Um, the, so I'm the oldest in my family, um, but I had a couple of older cousins that I would get a lot of hand-me-downs from. And uh, that included, on occasion, some hand-me-down toys. Uh, they were five years older than me, so... You know, when they get, would get done, you know, whatever they outgrew, I would get, you know, a little bit later 
and or and if, as soon as they'd outgrow some toys, they'd get put in a bag or a box, and my aunt and uncles would send it down to me and my brothers. And so um, I remember we got a uh, well, we got I got my cousin's old Millennium Falcon. Nice, and, and it was very loved and played with. Mm-hmm. It was missing many parts, um, but it got thrown in with the you know the Star Wars stuff that I had had when I was a kid, which wasn't a lot. We had some Star Wars stuff, but we were more into GI Joes, me and my younger brothers, uh, because they I don't know we just were and um, and so the Millennium Falcon got stored and saved because my mom keeps everything up in the attic, and then when she was getting rid of stuff, you know, she gave me all my old toys and, and for me to keep, you know, to do what I wanted with them. And that Millennium Falcon was in there. And I thought, I'm going to put this thing back together and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to get on eBay. I'm going to find some pieces. And, you know, fortunately the, the motor still worked in it. Um, and it takes two C batteries. Uh, Mm. the, uh, I think the add-outs take two Ds, the double Ds, uh, now that I think about it. Shout out to double D, Todd, ver- Todd Hoffman. Um, I'll verify. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, long story short, once I had gotten enough, pe- you know, the, the canopy, um, the smuggler's hatch, uh, the, the cannons on top and the radar dish, that's basically all I did. I didn't go, you know, training ball and, and uh, the the struts. But, Mm -hmm. um, once I had got it kind of back to normal, um, man, it was still beat to heck, but it looked like the millennium Falcon because the millennium Falcon was beat to heck. And, uh, it just, I just remember thinking like, this is how it should be. Right. I mean, it got loved and played with so much by two families worth. And, and now I got the opportunity to put it back together in some semblance. And now this is the toy. This is, I mean, it, it lasted, thankfully. I mean, and then, uh, um, but yeah, I just remember feeling like a sense of accomplishment once I had gotten it back together. Like this was my cousin's, it became mine. And now it's better than it was in the last 30 years. So I don't know. I just, I just remember thinking, that it was right. It was the right thing to do. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, you guys, especially, uh, a lot of folks consider you guys resources on how to restore and refinish things. And, uh, you know, I've seen you guys work with people, so it, it, it's gotta be pretty satisfying to kind of contribute, uh, you know, a little bit of you, uh, of yourselves into other people's collections. So that's, uh, really, uh, really fantastic. I commend you guys <laughs> for that. It's really great. Thanks, Ralph. So you guys ran a, a poll uh, leading up to our episode tonight, and uh, I'm wondering how that poll is doing. I, I, I think it, it might still have some time, but uh, Andy, you asked uh, folks why they collected. You gave some um, answers, some multiple choice answers regarding that uh, question. Uh, folks answered either investment, childhood memory, 
belonging or just you know just because it's cool stuff no, or um, it's, how, for, it's for my kids it's for my kids yeah it's for my kids <laughs> right i mean and that's why we become dads i mean my i i think i bought i, I remember buying my son like his first star wars thing and really i bought it for me because i knew i'd get it after a while it uh <laughs> the um the the tank transport uh that you see in rogue one mm-hmm. with the with the six wheels that was probably at the time like the most expensive thing that I bought, um, uh, you know, my, my kid. It was like a, a whopping $80, and he was only like, I don't know, two. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one to explain. Uh, Here you go, little guy. Oh, you Check can't build out. it? All right, okay. All right, yeah. Let Daddy you know, it's help. funny. I, I, I'll uh, put the decals on. I'll you know, put the decals on. We're all dads. It's funny. You know, my, my son and I used to play Star Wars action figures with the ships and everything, the, the figures that I bought him. And there were the, there had come a time when I really noticed that I was the one doing the sound effects and the voices <laughs> and everything, and he was just watching me. And I'm like, aren't you going to, like, play? And he goes, no, 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 I, I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing. So no, this is for therapy yeah. <laughs> later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's funny. So um, I know that poll might still have some time, but where are we on that? Um, the leader in the clubhouse right now is, is because it's cool stuff, because I think yeah. it's cool. Uh, and and I, I think if you're into toys and collectibles, no matter what genre, I don't think there's maybe been a better time to be into that. You got black series, which are six inches and articulated. Josh always says, this is how action figures should have always been made. Right. And, uh, and and, you know, whether you're into Marvel or just like the toys nowadays, now you can make an argument that maybe they don't hold up as well as maybe some of the older stuff, you know, that's made out a little sturdier components and parts. I think there's a case to be made there, but but, sure. the, but the sheer variety and detail and articulation and um and I mean, or if you're into lightsabers, man, lightsabers now just smoke the lightsabers from when we were kids. So I mean, it I it's pretty exciting. There's so much variety in a lot of ways you can go instead of well, if you were into Star Wars toys in 1982. Well, you had that vintage line, and that was about it. Um, you know, you didn't have Funkos, Black Series, Vintage Collection, um, uh, the the vinyl, the vinyl figures. You know, I mean, there's there's just so much more, and sure. and that's because more people are into it. You know, so supply and demand being what it is, definitely. And then you got uh, you got older guys like us who are really you know. Uh, have a little bit more cash than when we uh, were, you know, eight years old, and uh, companies are definitely taking advantage of that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm kind of in the middle because the poll has like the four options up are investment, connection to people, and you know, nostalgia. I think, and then because it's cool, and then it's for my kids, which is kind of the joke, right? Yeah. Which a couple people voted on, <laughs> but I still like that. But uh, well, I think they're they're all true. Yeah, I think they're all true. That's what I was getting at. It's like it's it's it, for me. It's not just one thing. Yeah. There is a lot of times I buy it because it's cool. I mean, actually, probably the majority of the time. So I don't disagree with the poll right now. Which, but there's other times when I'm buying it because I'm either helping someone out literally or 
or someone trusts me to take it from them and they're super sad <laughs> that I'm taking it, but they trust me. So that's a people connection yeah. for me. And I know Andy, Andy loves the people connections too. Um, you know, communicating and, and talking about what they got or why they're getting rid of it. But yeah, I, I don't disagree with the poll. Uh, I would say that the black series stuff, all the new kind of the Hasbro pulse mentality, the entertainment earth pre-order, the Amazon pre-order, that's all falling into the because it's cool category. Um, you know, Mandalorian stuff, anything Mandalorian, I said this early on, if if it's Mandalorian, I'm going to get it. And that's really a because it's cool kind of mentality. Sure. It doesn't have any nostalgia for me, but it might for my kids who sat down and watched it with me and fell in love with the child or baby Yoda, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're girls. So that was that was their tie in to to really liking the Mandalorian. Sure. So. Yeah, it's funny. My wife has always uh, asked me to, uh, you know, sell all my stuff so we can put a down payment on a house. I'm like, um, I don't think so. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, as far as investment, uh, I can't be the only one uh, back in 1990, whatever, 91, that bought 10 Darth Mauls uh, from no. the Phantom Menace. So, no, I, got- I don't think investment. I don't think investment's wrong either, because I definitely buy two of stuff. I mean. We we just had on our last show Luke Skywalker yeah, or Luke right. Skywalker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I bought Luke Skywalker because I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna sell this guy when he goes up through the roof, yeah. but you know, he won't. So yeah, yeah, that's the thing about you know, obviously when Star Wars first came out, nobody knew it was gonna be such a hit. Nobody knew that people were gonna go ape crazy for uh, you know, toys and stuff like that. Now they're just, you know, mass producing them, so the market is flooded. Uh, you know, there are some pieces that uh, are high in demand, but uh, we, we probably won't see, um, you know, the uh, the popularity as far as an investment goes, like, uh, uh, you know, like some of the vintage figures, obviously, because uh, they were played with by kids. They were torn to pieces uh, by kids like us, you know, uh, reliving that adventure. So, uh now it's uh you know it's it's up to us to kind of hand the reins over to uh the uh, next generation of collectors and um you know my my son is not as big of a fan of Star Wars as I am but he he's got his own thing uh he'll enjoy the films and enjoy the stuff with me but uh you know it's uh you got to hand the reins over to somebody <laughs> well and i think those reins go on i think the only reason uh you know, because the vintage figures still exist, it may devalue some of the, the the later stuff that came along. But man, there's a big push right now for prequel kids. I mean, there are some prequel kids coming into money right now, you know, 30 years old or whatever. And, and that was their first introduction to Star Wars. So I think you'll see the prequel figures kind of take off. So those 20 malls you bought, hope you hung on to them. Oh, yeah. Because they might... You know, especially with Clone Wars and everything. I mean, th- those malls are going to be much more valued than they are to us. You know, I've got some, mall- I've got tons of prequel stuff, tons of Power of the Force stuff that came out later that doesn't really pique my nostalgia button, but sure. uh, but I still hung on to it. And 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 guess what? There's going to be kids, quote unquote, that are going to be like, hey, that's what I remember going to the store and hunting for. You know. So I I think we'll we'll see. My uh, ten Darth Mauls are stored very carefully right next to my twenty black bagged Death of Superman comic books. So 
I'm good Ooh, to go. There you go. Oh, well. That's good. Josh, Andy, Holocronicles podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me here on the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. It uh, was definitely uh, great fun to talk to you guys about Star Wars collections and why we collect. Uh, I think, uh, you know, obviously we only scratched the surface of this conversation. It is a, uh, a obviously a, an activity that is close to my heart, and I know it's close to you guys. Uh, your guys' hearts, uh, you know, Star Wars collection is, is in our, Star Wars is in our veins, man. And, uh, you know, we want it, uh, a, we, we want it to surround us, to penetrate us. As Yoda says, uh, uh, he describes the force. So it is definitely a force that we like to keep, uh, close to us. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a fantastic thing. I think, uh, Rob, or I'm sorry, uh, Brad, my co-host, just tweeted out a picture of uh, a Yoda that was uh, very close to his heart, His uh, one of his prized possessions. I tweeted back at him, I have a small mini Darth Vader helmet that's signed by David Prowse, personalized to row. David Prowse is Darth Vader. And uh, he just said that uh, that mine was better than his, so... <laughs> now, is that your is cool. that your house fire grab one thing before you leave? Item. That is correct, and thank you very much for reminding me. That was a great <laughs> question. If if there was ever a house fire and I wanted to get one thing out, um, you know, I, I'd probably run past my wife and straight into my <laughs> Star Wars room and grab that uh, Darth Vader signed by David Prowse uh, mini helmet, uh, keep it close to my bosom, and uh, just jump out that second floor window. Um, and uh, make sure that, uh, you know, the kids are safe too. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad you got your priorities in order. <laughs> I hope your wife doesn't listen to the pod, man. <laughs> she knows she's doomed. <laughs> Andy, Josh, thank you guys so much. Any last thoughts on Star Wars collecting that you have for our listeners? Oh, just just that, uh, you know, if if you needed, if you were debating on whether or not you should test the waters in collecting uh, Star Wars toys or memorabilia, uh, just remember that there are actual health benefits to doing it. So you, you really should. It, it, it would be good for you. And, you. and you're supporting local business. Exactly. Exactly. That's, I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, that Venn diagram is, 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 is getting there. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I, I can see all the benefits. I would agree with that. I'd say uh, we're all collectors at heart as human beings. I think, you know, hunter gatherers, uh, we like to hoard a little bit and keep something that's you know, close to us. So replace toilet paper with uh, something that you love, you know, <laughs> go, go find, go out there and grab the next thing you see that makes you happy, you know, within reason. <laughs> and there's plenty of those and just buy it and take it home, put it on display. Don't be ashamed. Uh, look at your significant, significant other and just tell them deal with it. You know, like row, like I am prepared to run out of this without you. And uh, you got two and, feet and, and run. You got two feet. 
yeah. So uh, there you go. That's awesome. I agree. That's awesome. Thank you guys. So uh, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Well, you can find us at Holochronicles on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also find us at Beyond the Blast Doors on YouTube and BeyondTheBlastDoors.com. And uh, I don't know our phone number, so sorry. <laughs> Do we have a <laughs> I don't think we have. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we have a network, network phone, phone number. number. But yeah, just go go check us out there. Like and subscribe. Also, you know, thanks, Ro, for having us on. I like this uh, this collaboration. It's about damn time. It yeah. is about damn time. I know we, uh, from time to time, we uh, kind of uh, stalk each other's uh, chats and, and this and that. But uh, to have you guys on the show is uh, truly a pleasure and a privilege uh, for, for me and uh, to talk to you guys. So anytime you guys are welcomed, these blast doors are wide open for you guys to come <laughs> hey, on anytime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the community, man. And and look, it's just all of us in the same in the same ship, so to speak, <laughs> just trying to get out there and enjoy enjoy this uh, Star Wars medium with everyone else. So best of luck to you and your network. And yeah, and love and you, if and if we can help any of your buddies out, you know, with the limited knowledge and resources that we have, then uh, we're, we're happy. We're happy to do so. Excellent, and uh, we are lucky to have you guys on the Holocronicles podcast. And uh, we will see you out there. This is Ro TK two two six signing off from the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Remember, it's always sunny on Scarif, and that's the Scuttlebutt. Insert flashy music here. Hey there, fellow Scuttle Buddies. This is Matt Vader74 from the Salty Nerd Podcast, and you're listening to the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast, your home for everything we love about Star Wars. All right, and dudes, keep that Ray bobblehead. I really don't want it.